welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. My name is Elin Bailey, and alongside me on this journey into the talent acquisition and recruitment marketing universe is my friend and favorite partner in crime, Tracy Parsons. We've been getting together and talking and debating the world of TA for what seems like forever. And after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's hit record. And that, my friends, is how we ended up here, sharing our thoughts with you in hopes you'll find it equal parts fun, interesting, and a teeny bit inspiring. We don't sugarcoat the issues. We address them head on. So let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, wherever you are. And hello, Tracy. How are you today? I am good. And greetings and salutations to all of our internet friends. I know. I'm so excited um, to be talking to them today. I think we've been in and out and and digesting different conversations and thinking about different things related to recruitment marketing. But I think today, especially given the fact that we've both been um, in this kind of state of self-flagellation, I don't know, either way. Ah, (laughs) Self-evaluation. Self-evaluation, maybe. Um, Reflection. Reflection. I like that. That's all. Those are all good words. You're much better at the words. Yeah. So <laughs> probably the imagery too that they said. <laughs> so we thought we would talk a little bit today about it, kind of this constant struggle we all have. Um, and I think it's big in our industry in particular because the challenges we face in particular in recruitment marketing, trying to constantly prove our value, but really talk about this challenge of how do we find what is balance and, and do we create it or does somebody allow us to have it or is it us that's doing it ourselves? And I think what prompted this conversation was obviously our own personal self-reflections, but Tracy, you just got you just got home from the lovely beach and you had some I moments did. to reflect. I'm a big advocate of reflecting on the beach, I'm telling you. Um, and you shared something with me that I think um, was uh, super insightful. And knowing you, I can tell you accurate. When you can just sit and be, right? And yeah. that is that is not something that I have found to be very comfortable for anyone that I've met in our industry, Alin. Like yeah. anyone, all, all of the people that I interact with at conferences and customers and prospects and people who listen to the podcast, we are not really good at just sitting and being. And I had an opportunity to sit and be a week and a half ago or something like that. And whenever I sit and be, I always have a journal because again, I can't sit and be, I got to write something down. <laughs> so you have to, right? so you, even you're sitting and being, assume uh-huh. there would be some outcome. Yes, there's an outcome, right? Love this, you. this is, you are diving into the absolute point. So there's no sitting and being. And I think it is, I, I think it is what draws people to our industry. I think that there's a lot of teams of one in our industry And when you are a team of one, when you are a solopreneur, when you are a consultant, and luckily I have a good team supporting me now, but even that, I have this tendency, and I believe I am not alone, that I will absolutely create tasks and deadlines for myself that nobody else needs. They they need it, but they don't (laughs) need it as quickly as I'm delivering it. I will self-impose so much work on myself to get it done so quickly so that I can check it off a list and call it done. Knowing full well, it ain't done. It's never done because there's more work tomorrow. 
Absolutely. I've just kind of started to acknowledge the fact that I am the one setting all of the fires around me. And before I went on vacation, I was pretty sure that everything was burning down. Of course it wasn't, but it was to a degree because I was the one just walking around. Oh, I'm going to set this on fire over here. And this, oh, light the match. Who's got the matches? Where'd the matches go? Oh, you can light that on fire over here. Can somebody, this, this match situation isn't efficient. I need a lighter. Fuck, I don't need a lighter. I need a flamethrower. I will escalate to get it done. And done is the most fraudulent trap in my life right now. And I feel like it might be the most fraudulent trap in all of our lives. And it's something that I wanted us to talk about. And why are we constantly trying to set fires? And I think it might be the fact that we do want that feeling of accomplishment. And I was telling Lynn, I've told countless people, like, and it's it's actually the basis of the structure of my business is that I believe that whatever vessel you give a human, they will fill it. I love this analogy. And you're absolutely, I never, I, I have to say, I had not heard this until you shared it with me. And the more I think about it, it is absolutely true. Give a person a cup, we fill it. Give us a task a per- list. Right. We feel like you said, yeah, just so we can write it off. And you can look at it in literally any vessel. You get a car. What happens to your car? You feel it. You You get a house. Exactly. What do we, what do we spend the first half of the year laughing about was the fact I can't stop buying stuff off a Wayfair to fill the house. Why? I don't Got an empty vessel. Got to fill it. Got to fill it. I've believed this for a number of years. In fact, I, I one time I applied for a TED Talk. It didn't go anywhere about this concept of filling vessels. And it even applies to the vessel of time. When you give people an eight-hour day or a 12-hour day to do something, they're going to fill it one way or another. Sometimes they're going to fill it productively. Sometimes they're going to fill it unproductively, which is why like our whole company is structured around no hours. Like there was a bunch of talk on the four hour, four day work week and flexible hours. And we don't do anything hours based. We do everything mission based because if you get, again, if you give somebody a vessel of time, they're going to fill it. Could fill it at the water cooler. Well, it's five o'clock. I got to go now. Right. This is exactly. Exactly. It's my, it's just cap. It's a limit. Right. Right. When we don't have a vessel of time at my company, when your missions are done, Okay, so this is, I'm, I'm going to explain another trap to you. When your missions are done, which, by the way, missions are another vessel. When oh. your missions are done, you're done, right? If you've done your task list for the day at my company, anybody yeah. who works here, go. Go and, take and, care and, of your home missions. Wait a minute. Now, wait go. a minute. Maybe I might be wrong in this. Please correct me if I am. But mm-hmm. my guess would be, that that is what applies to everybody who works around you. You, however, have still created some arbitrary rule in your head that you're not even admitting to yourself that you're not, when you finish your tasks and your missions, are you telling me you walk, get up and leave? Yes. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you just put more things on the missions. I know you that's do. Not, that's not the case. I had a limited number of missions on Monday on purpose. I try to lay out my missions for the week. And I usually front load my Monday missions. Okay. I know I sound, I sound like a crazy person right now. It's no, wonderful. Know, this, is I, this, is, this is in the inner workings of Tracy's mind. We all want to go there. Tell us, tell us what else we're going to see. Okay, everybody buckle up. So 
<laughs> come Friday afternoon. And one of the things on my mission list for the week on Friday afternoon is figure out next week's missions, right? So I have an ongoing list and, and it's really, uh, honestly, if we ever, when we get our website done and there is uh, the visual that goes with this, I'm going to take a screenshot of the insane one note disaster that I have. It's really great. <laughs> so I figure out my missions and I usually front load a lot of missions on Monday because I don't take meetings on Monday. It's just something that I, as a person, don't feel prepared to have really valuable conversations on Monday because I have to get a bunch of missions done. So on, I knew this coming Monday, I didn't have a ton of missions. And when I woke up on Monday, I was like, I am not feeling it today. I'm just not feeling it today. I'm going to go take care of some personal missions. I'm going to go run a few errands. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going to go do this. And then I ended up doing my modest number of Monday missions on the couch watching basketball. Okay, fair enough. Um, today's another example. My mission load is a little light this week, which is wonderful, right? Because last week was a little heavy. Week before was nothing, right? So I had to sandwich the mission, the mission load between, a, between some time off. Because of my reflections on the beach, I was able to say, okay, you know what? You should stop setting fires. So this is my first week of trying to set fewer fires. I've actually hidden the matches, I think. I, I know where they are. But so I have, I've lightened the load a little bit this week. There are some things that I'm like, okay, you know what? This, this has been on your mission list for a month. You're clearly not getting to it. Delete it. It's not happening. Right. Stop and doing this. And just let it go. Yeah. I mean, this is, let I have go. to tell you, it's interesting. So I have, um, I don't call them missions, but I can see where you're going. Like I, I have a list. I have a, an ongoing list. There is the visible list to myself that I keep next to me. This is my problem. I have multiple lists. And then I hide a list from myself, which is my deep introspective list of things that need to get done that I keep on my phone and my task listing that I never actually look at. It's almost like, no, it's, it's weird. I don't even know where the psychology comes with this. It's like a game. I do my stuff. And then every once in a while, every week or so, I go and look at that list and see how many things I actually completed because I remembered to put them on the do list. See, that's interesting. And then I cause that's- myself great amount of stress because there are things on there that are never going to happen. And they're never going to happen. Yeah. And then eventually I come to the realization that they're not going to happen and I delete them. But when I delete them, I feel a little bit of, um, not a little bit, sometimes a lot of disappointment in myself for not being able right. to do what I thought I should do. But then again, just like you said, they're usually things, the reason I didn't do them is because nobody really cared about them. And it was only me in the first place. So I have another, so again, missions, right? That's one concept. And the yeah. other concept was, was taught to me by an, another, at, a, at another, uh, in another consultancy that I worked for, for a brief period of time. It's the concept of spinning plates. I love this concept and we execute spinning plates, the analogy at spinning plates in the company and personally, right? Mm-hmm. So my family and my company. When I was talking about setting fires, it's similar to the plate spinning. I was spinning so many plates. Then, then I would go get extra plates, right? Just because because I was so, waiting, I was so waiting skilled. for somebody else to, yeah, to. I can do more plates. I can do more. I can do more. I can always do more plates. And then I get to the point where I'm like, I can't do this many plates. And then you get freaked out and then you stop. Spin, right. So this is the first week where I'm not, where I'm being very conscious of what plates I am spinning. And I am also, when I am, when I have, when I have passed the plate to the other person to spin it, because it's in their court now. Yeah. 
I am not going and getting a replacement plate for that plate. Instead, I am going, okay, my missions are complete. So today is another good example. There's a big chunk in the middle of the day where I don't have missions or calls or I'm I'm good uh, for for today. I'm going to go do some Easter shopping in the middle of the damn day. What the heck? Decadent. So when you ask the question, Tracy, are you able to walk away when you're done with your missions? Yes, I am able to walk away if I am being very self-aware of what I'm doing. When I am not being self-aware, I will walk away from the missions, but I will take my phone and feverishly check all the things. Okay, exactly. This idea of, you know, people are like, you know, multitasking, this is horrible thing. And, you know, people on their digital devices all the time doing, you know, three things at once. I have to tell you for, for people like myself who have this, you know, very task oriented, addictive sort of personality, you take away to be very conscious of putting my phone down and walking away from it and not having it so that I can just double check the email, just double check the task list, just look at the calendar one more time is very important. I have to find ways to do that because if I take, if my phone's anywhere near me, um, it is uh, I const- It is a constant deep urge yes. to look at it. And it's, it's not what people, th- I'm not scrolling social media necessarily. I'm not reading emails. Et I'm just checking. 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 I am checking to see if there's an email. I am checking to see if I was correct about my calendar. I am checking to see if something came in and I might miss it. This fear and anxiety that somehow we are going to miss something. I don't even know what the something is. By not being constantly on alert um, is uh, the challenge we all need to work our way through. But that's brilliant because you're right. And when you're checking, let me ask you this. I don't know about you. You probably have more incoming than I do. But when I'm checking, nobody messaged me. Nobody sent me shit at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. You know know who messages me? And this is the scene now, this now I'm teaching just horribly bad behavior. So who messages me is my daughter from upstairs to tell me to bring her a Mountain Dew. That's uh-huh. what I have. There's not a deluge of uh, messaging coming through. I am by no means that individual who sits there and says, I have 300 unopened emails. Um, no. which, by the way, my, my personality type would not allow to happen. Oh my God. My, my son showed me his red dot on his Gmail and I almost had a stroke. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Why will children not read their email? Anyway, hold well, on. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. I find this whole ex, I have this whole conversation fascinating mm-hmm. because it is contributing to the epic burnout that we're seeing, not only our profession across the board, like everybody's freaking out and we're all freaking out. And I think, I think, and I'm again, not a psychologist, don't really understand the human brain, would love to. It's, I'm reading about it. But I think that I think that right now, with all the with the chaos around us, like we're we are all literally the dog in the meme saying it's fine right now. Everything around us is burning down. And even if it's not burning down, we've right. been through a lot. Right. So it feels like it's burning down. And well, what do we do when it's burning down? Well, we can't sit and think about it. And we certainly can't sit still. We have to do something. And it's our way of wrangling control and not being present with our thoughts. Absolutely. And I think I, I'm going to add to this. You might realize you're setting fires everywhere. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're just, oh, my gosh. You just made a connection. You're the fire starter yourself. 
You're the one throwing the fire in the dumpster. What's interesting here is that this is going to be particularly challenging. I am reflecting on the fact that we have spent the last, the better part of the last year in this kind of, you know, I talked about that idea of ebb and flow, and there really isn't an ebb because in the ebb, you're you're thinking and creating and thinking about new stuff. And right, we've even talked about it on the webcast. What do you do when you... um you know, what do you do when you're waiting for the business to be able to move and you're you're in a slow period? You start, it's your time to go and shore up all of your resources and start planning for when the opportunity strikes. Well, the challenge is, is I don't think we allowed ourselves the ability to um, sit in the flow enough and to allow ourselves the, the, the moment of peace. And I mm-hmm. think what's going to happen, and I'm finding it's happening for myself right now, is that the entire ecosystem is starting to speed up again. They're getting yeah. in their ebb and I'm now burned out. Yes. And, and how do we get in there to help, right? Yes. One of the things that I'm starting to notice again, I mean, if you're following up, if you're following me online, you're following the podcast, you know, I have a consultancy and you know, we're launching software. Like that's a thing that most people know about me right now. And, yeah. and most people are like, what the, how are you doing that? Again, it's starting that site. How do you not cycle through and burn yourself out? Because one of the things that I'm starting to look at is instead of enjoying, because my favorite thing in the world up until, well, my favorite thing in the world is crossing shit off my list. There's joy. You could probably like take an MRI of my brain when I cross something off my list and watch it just light on fire with joy. Well, I think all of us with this personality type are like that, but that in and of itself is the challenge. Right. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to, instead of looking at this as an opportunity to cross something off, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to think through what I'm doing. A perfect example. Yesterday I had on my missions list, on my task list that I needed to, that I needed to write the templates for the emails that'll go out of work drive to let people know they have job alerts or new people to advocate for. Like just, you know, write some email templates that are just going to be automated through the system. And normally I would be like, okay, email templates, and this is going to take me 15 minutes and just go do that for 15 minutes. Or, and let me just hear this out for a second. You could sit down and really go, well, what would I want out of this email? And how would I construct this? to make it as good as possible and readable as possible. And how could I make this get like really just thinking through what I'm doing as opposed to just doing it to cross it off. And it allowed me to be more present in the task of doing the work. And I actually forgot to cross it off my list. Excellent. Yeah, that's exactly where we've got to get. How do we allow ourselves the breath and not to be afraid that in that moment that we're not, being productive or not doing. We're just taking a moment to, to put thought in it, right? Right. And it, it on autopilot. Yes. It drove back to the impact that this stupid ass automated email could create in somebody else's career. Right. Right. Because isn't that why we're doing this in the first place? I mean, I think that's the challenge. Because yes. Because right. it's back to that mission thing, right? Because there is a a larger purpose, right? That mm-hmm. that's driving this idea of you know really helping people connect to their passion and their joy and their work. But 
because we're so passionate about it, we are pushing so hard, which makes us so task oriented, which makes us so auto-focused and on autopilot that we're missing the depth. And because a lot of times we're filling our task lists or our missions with garbage tasks. That's right. Uh, so, so the challenge here for everybody, it's a challenge for me today, I'm going to do it, is sit down and say, look at all the meetings I have, look at the things on my task list, and et cetera, and really be purposeful. The mission for today is to be purposeful in saying, what value does this bring mm-hmm. to me or somebody else to do? And if it doesn't, yes. then just make it go away. Delete and it. Focus on the things that provide value. This is why, by the way, not only people, but organizations have issues with prioritization, right? Yes. The whole idea of figuring out what goes below the line and above the line and what's of value and what isn't, it requires us to put a critical lens on it, to pause for a moment, to really think about what the intent is. Right, because the, you're, you thought I never thought about it that way. The difference between a good task and a garbage task is the value that that task creates either for you or for the organization or for somebody or the intended audience. That's right. It's got to create value for somebody. And if it doesn't create value for anyone, it is a garbage task and should be put on the garbage task list, right? And that should be burned once a week because I'm clearly into fires. Absolutely. Oh, dear Lord, we can have... Yeah, it should be a ceremonial burning of the garbage tasks. Absolutely. We should do that. That's a thing. I love it. It's a thing. It could be like a whole Twitter string. Right. It's like, okay, Friday. (laughs) Hashtag garbage tasks. That's right. Okay. What were your garbage tasks this week? And what did you set? Yeah. What are they? Yeah. Yeah. Start setting the right things on fire, which is the crap we shouldn't be doing. And stop creating fires. Because think about now, oh, now I'm going to connect the dot here for everybody. All those garbage tasks that you're doing is really fire starting and it's creating garbage tasks for other people. So you are perpetuating, you are perpetuating this cycle of bull that we're all doing on this hamster wheel and you're creating a situation where those people who you really needed to be focused on the thing that you need them to be focused on to move something forward aren't because they're trying to put out the fire you just started. Bingo. Yeah. So there you go. Depth and learning from the find your hash, find your hashtag garbage tasks this week. That's That's what I want everybody. And tweet me, tweet me what your garbage tasks are. When we are, when this pod goes live, I will start, you will start seeing my garbage tasks. I will tell you what I've eliminated from the, from the week, because it is, it is a valueless, it is a valueless task. It's creating value for no one. It's creating fire. It's creating noise. And when you create fire and noise, that's all anybody's going to pay attention to. Yep. Fire and noise, fire and noise. Absolutely. Completely agree. So I'm excited. I think this actually gave me a little bit of, of re-energizing. I'm, I'm going to go spend some time looking at that. I was feeling a little bit in a, um, not in a funk, but a little bit of a, I was starting to hit into that anxiety point where I felt like everything, I was not prepared with the level of energy I needed to face all the things I thought that needed to get done. And maybe right. the answer to this instead is to take a pause in a moment and really look at what does what really needs to get done. Yeah. Right. Right. Don't just That's- take those things that are garbage tasks and put them to the bottom of the list because then they're just there waiting for you to do them when you have time. Just don't do them. Just don't do them. 
and give yourself permission to be okay with that. Like I'm, that's where I'm at right now in my garbage task (laughs) challenge, right? (laughs) I'm at the part where I'm like, it feels bad if I don't do this, right? It feels bad. I feel like to your point, I feel disappointed that I didn't get to these things. And instead of feeling disappointed, I should feel proud of myself that I too, I am the only one that can prevent forest fires right now. That's right. You're helping up. You're helping the others in the world of um, perpetual burnout and angst. Well, that's actually a very important thing. Yes. Right. And it was interesting. There've been some fascinating uh, pieces of research lately about burnout and how managers are actually really responsible for helping you solve your burnout. And I believe that like normally I'd be like, nah, it's my problem. That's my problem. Don't you take my problem from me. But the reality is, is that when you get more garbage tasks from your manager, you burn out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We got to stop doing it to people. I need to stop. We really do. We really do. My deep desire to structure and organize for myself and then to tell everybody else how to do it is creating a whole bunch of burden on them. Right. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Hey, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, 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 customers. Sorry, I send you a big list every week of all the shit that I did that I'm waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's so funny is I, as I have this conversation, I'm thinking there is a, um, there's a particular project team I'm on that I just, again, don't really see the value of what, because I can't do anything about it. But for political reasons, that's to be on this project team. One of the signs, you know, usually in a corporate environment of a really strong project manager is um, how well they follow up with you on tasks. So there's this one very simple task, but I just have not had the time or the energy to get to it yet. And I can tell you the most stress I have in the day is when I see the IM pop up right? At least once mm-hmm. a day, that project manager doing what she should be doing, because that's what we teach people to do, um, mm-hmm. to check in and see how, if, how, I'm, how I'm doing on it. Every time I get that, do you know how much further that task goes down on my priority list? At least four notches. Right. Because I'm like, I'm frustrated. Now, I, now, it's, now it's overwhelming. Now I can't even, it's like, it's too much. And uh-huh. I think what we do to people and we don't even realize it. And we, we dislike it when other people do it to us. But we're doing it to others and um, really being conscious of how are we helping reduce this manufactured sense of burden for ourselves. Yes. Put the matches away, y'all. Put Get the, the garbage tasks We're going to save them for garbage task day. It's okay. We all know we're pyromaniacs, but we, we have to wait till Friday and it's going to be a party. So awesome. Well, thank you, Tracy. Again, this was a great conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You know, people can um, reach out to us on Twitter every day, every day, all the time. Guess what? I always have my phone. I'm looking. (laughs) She's checking. She's checking. Yeah. You can reach out to Tracy at T Parsons or myself at Alin Bailey. You can also tweet our official Rebelcast Twitter at our Rebelcast. And um, stay tuned, everybody. We've got some exciting news coming up in the next couple of weeks. So everybody sit on pins and needles. We're going to be talking a little bit about some changes and some um, advancements in our um, program and our format and some additional opportunities for us to talk about a wider variety of things together. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited you guys were willing to join us today. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Have sunshine and joy out there, everybody. Take care, y'all. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. Tracy and I feel privileged and blessed to be a part of your day and would love to have you reach out and tell us what's on your mind. You can reach us on Twitter, Adeline Bailey, and or at T. Parsons. Until next time, here's hoping you see a rainbow, have a good belly aching laugh, and find some joy in connecting and growing the world of TA and recruitment marketing. Talk to you soon. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.